Welcome to the Dew of Heaven service with Reverend Brian Krumah. Reverend Brian Krumah brings you powerful and practical teachings of the Word of God, which is able to save your soul. Reverend Bright currently pastors the Bronx North Branch of the Kodesh Family Church in New York City, a church full of love, joy, and enthusiasm for the Lord. We pray that this message brings hope and light to your life. Listen and be blessed. Arise and shine. Amen. Amen. Wonderful. So tonight, I want us to continue with our message on the good work that God has begun in you. The good work that God has begun in you. And um, I want us to look at our foundational scripture. Once again, let's look at our foundational scripture in Philippians chapter 1. And verse 6, verse 6, Philippians 1 and verse 6. And it says, Being confident of this very thing, that he which hath begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. Being confident of this very thing, that he which hath begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. We are talking about the good work that God has begun in your finances. We are talking about the good work that God has begun in several areas of our lives. The good work God has been doing in our spirit, in our flesh, and in our soul. And now we are talking about the good work that God is doing in our finances. And Last week I was sharing with you that um, this is a very broad topic that we have given to this series of messages. And we are covering several areas of our lives. Are you with me? Yes. So each one of these areas can be a whole series of messages on its own. But I want you to have this message under an umbrella that God is doing a good work in your life. Amen. And that whatever stage you are in, whatever stage you find yourself, the work is not finished. God is not finished. God is not giving up on you. Whatever stage you happen to be in, it is still a good work in process. It is still a good work in process. And you cannot abandon it because you are not seeing a good work. He says he will continue it. He will continue that good work. Amen. Amen. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? So if you see something that is under construction, sometimes it doesn't look appealing. If you were to go to a construction site, you will not think that it's ever going to be a nice place where you lay your bed and have lights on and have chairs and sofas and so on and so forth, to sit down, even a place where you will sit to even put food in your mouth. But if you allow the construction to go on, you realize that it comes out to be a very beautiful thing. As long as it will continue. Do you understand? But there are certain places, for instance, where there are several constructions that have begun, but people did not continue, and it doesn't look beautiful. Do you understand? So if it is going on, if it is continuing, then you know that it is going to finish. 
But if you give up and you leave it, then it's not beautiful. So God is doing a good work in your life. And he says, be confident in this fact. Be confident in this statement that he would have begun a good work in you. He is a faithful God. Amen. Amen. He's a faithful God. So wherever you find yourself, God is working on you. As far as you are working with God, he is working on you. And he will complete the work that he's doing in your life. Amen. So last, last week, we talked about, or we continue with the good work that God was doing in your finances. And under your finances, we've been talking about some few points. I've, I've given you some few points. And I said, one of, the, one of the things under this that you need to know is that God wants you to be rich, blessed, and prosperous. Serving God is not only to know to do's and don'ts. Do you understand? God has a good mind concerning you. God wants you to be rich. God wants you to be prosperous. The Christian to be rich is not a sin. For a Christian to have money is not a sin. The problem that God has is when we have love for money. When we have love for wealth, when we are chasing after wealth, do you understand? Wealth is something that God wants to add to us, not us pursuing it. And when we pursue it, he said we make a shipwreck of our faith. Amen. Amen. I have realized that anyone who pursues wealth, you realize that they make a shipwreck of their faith. The Bible is true. It is true. Amen. So we should always be mindful of the fact that God wants us to prosper. God wants us to be rich. If you see someone who is wealthy or someone who is rich, don't brush that aside and say, oh, God wants you also to be rich. It is not good to be poor. It is not good to be poor. Sometimes even poverty leads to a lot of sin. Do you understand? Yes, poverty leads to a lot of sin. It makes you do things that are not righteous. Amen. So God wants you to be rich. Number two, we say the work does not begin at the same level for all of us. Isn't that so? The work that God is doing, it can never be at the same level for all of us. And what are the reasons? You don't have your notes. Some of us came to God already in debt. And we have different capacities to earn. Two. And then number three. We have inherited traditions and attitudes of laziness, non-performance, backwardness. Some of us are lazy. We have a mind always to do minimum, to do little. And 
It, it not, it's not a situation that will make you prosper. Amen. It will, it's not a situation that will make you prosper. You can't say you are a Christian so you don't have to work hard. You can't say that. Amen. You cannot say that. That I'm a Christian so I don't have to work hard. And you say God will provide. The Bible says that he will bless the work of your hand. Amen. God will bless the work of your hand. Hallelujah. So you must work with your hand. Amen. You must work with your hand. Hallelujah. And then we said also there's prolonged exposure to poverty can also make you poor. When you have received pictures of poverty for a long period of time, you develop acceptance to poverty. Do you understand? You develop acceptance to a certain level, a certain standard of living. And you think it's normal. This is how life is supposed to be. But life isn't supposed to be so. God has good plans, better plans for you. The people that walk with God, they were not poor. Jesus was not a poor person. Do you understand? Yes. Your God is not a poor God. So how can you be poor? Amen. If he says the silver and the gold belong to him, then how can he be poor? So you cannot expect that you be poor. Amen. Okay, so that was the second point. And the third point, we said do not seek after riches. Do not seek after riches. And the fourth point, we said seek the kingdom. Seek the kingdom. We must seek the kingdom. That is God's desire for you, that you focus on seeking his kingdom and leave everything else to him. Let it be your life's goal that you pursue the kingdom of God. Amen. No matter what is happening around you, just pursue the kingdom of God. No matter how things appear, no matter how you see things, just keep your focus on pursuing the kingdom of God. And he will add all things. Amen. Today I want to share with you another point. And it's understand the principle of Apache. Understand the principle of Apache. Apache is a Greek word. And it's spelled A-P-A-R-C-H-E. Apache. A-P-A-R-C-H-E. Understand the principle of Apache. Now, Apache is a Greek word that is found in the Old Testament. And it has an equivalent word in the New Testament. But, of course, that is in Hebrew. The New Testament is in Hebrew. And so, its equivalent in the New Testament is in Hebrew. And the Hebrew word, or the equivalent word in Hebrew, is Rashid. And uh, that is spelled R-E-S-H-I-Y-T-H. Rashid. R-E-S-H-I-Y-T-H. So there's Apache and Rashid. And now these two words basically mean the same thing. They mean the same thing, however, in different languages, in two different languages. Now, the definition of Apache, Apache means 
Number one, first in place. First in place, time, order, or rank. First in place, time, order, or rank. A second definition of Apache is the beginning or the chiefest, as in chief. The beginning or the chiefest. The third definition is the first part. The first part. The first part. And the fourth definition is the principal thing. The principal thing. So first in place, time, order, or rank, the beginning or the chiefest, the first part, and then the principal thing. The principal thing. That is the definition of Apache. Now, as far as God and our finances are concerned, it is important for every Christian to understand the principle of Apache. Whenever we are working with God, and as far as our, our finances are concerned, we must understand the principle of Apache. It is a very important principle that every Christian must understand. Now, one of the most prominent use of the word Apache can be found in the Proverbs, the book of Proverbs chapter 3 and verse 9. Proverbs chapter 3 and verse 9. You see, as we are talking about finances, this principle is very, very important for every Christian to understand, to accept, and to honor, and to obey. Amen. Amen. So Proverbs chapter 3 and verse 9, the Bible says, Honor the Lord with thy substance. Honor the Lord with thy substance and with the first fruits. First fruits or the Apache or the Rashid of all thine increase. Honor the Lord with thy substance and with the first fruits or the Apache or the Rashid of all thine increase. Amen. 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 So here the Bible is saying that God is honored by your first fruits. God is honored by your reshit. God is honored by your Apache. Amen. The first in place. God is honored by the first in time. And God is honored by the first in what? In order. Or the first in rank. God is honored by these things. God is honored by the principal thing. A principal thing brings honor to God. Your first fruits brings honor to God. Amen. So God is honored by the first fruits or the Rashid or the Apache. Now this is what has come to be known as the tithe. Do you understand? This is what has come to be known as the tithe. And Often you will hear some people who will say that, well, the tithe is an Old Testament law which was given by Moses. And we are no longer under the law and therefore the tithe should not apply to us. 
You see, but I think that that is also one of the enemy's deception to deprive us from the blessings of God. Do you understand? Because the tithe pre-existed Moses. The concept of the tithe or the first fruit was before Moses. Do you understand? And so if we are saying the tithe was a law under Moses, then everything that was before Moses should not also apply to us. Do you understand? So if God says he has given us dominion over the land and over the sea and over the fishes and over the beds, then that does not apply to us because that was pre-Moses. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? So yes, the law, the law came by Moses after the Lord has brought the people of Israel out of Egypt in the wilderness and then the law came. But before Moses, the tithe was there. Tithe existed before Moses. Right from the beginning of creation, right from Adam and Eve, through Noah, through Abraham, through Isaac, through Jacob, God was mindful of the tithe. God always reserved something that he kept for himself. Amen. Amen. God always reserves something that he gave to us. He will reserve something for himself. And he will not want us to touch it. Amen. Amen. And all these people who walk with God, they honored it. They respected it. Amen. Amen. They respected this principle of God. The principle of Apache. Hallelujah. When God gave Adam and Eve the entire garden of Eden, there was a particular tree that he set aside and said they should not touch it. Do you understand? That they should not touch it. You see, now the deception that we have and how the enemy gets us to be deceived is that we see the thing in our midst. God has placed it in our midst. And we feel we can touch it. Do you understand? We feel we can touch it. And so the enemy also deceived them that, oh, you can touch this also. Do you understand? So right from the beginning, God always will set something aside and he wants it to bring him honor. He will give the days of the week and he will set one day aside to honor me. Let it be an honor. Don't do anything. Are you with me? So the principle of Apache is very important. And we as Christians, people of God, we need to understand and honor it and respect it. Amen. When Noah first came out of the ark, the Bible says that he built an altar and of every clean beast and of every clean fowl, he would take and he will sacrifice it. He sacrificed. When God saved him, when God preserved him with all the animals, I think Genesis chapter 8, somewhere from verse 20 going, he will take the, every clean of the beast and every clean of the fowl and he sacrifices it for the Lord. Amen. Amen. He sacrifices it for the Lord. So you realize God always set apart everything that comes to us for himself. He set a part of it for himself. And if you are working with God, you must understand this concept. You must honor this concept. And you must respect this principle. Hallelujah. Genesis chapter 14. 
Are you understanding my message this evening? I'm almost done with my message. We can go home. Genesis chapter 14 and verse 1. Or let's read, no, verse 16. Let's read verse 16. It says, and he brought back all the goods. This is when Abraham went to redeem Lot. Remember Lot was captured by some people? And Abraham went to redeem Lot. He fought these people here. The Bible said he had some trained servants, about 300 or so of them. And he took them and then he fought the people and he came back with a lot, with a, with lot and with a lot of other things, a lot other people also, and goods. And the Bible says, and he brought back all the goods and also brought again his brother Lot and his goods and the women also and the people. So Abraham brought all these things with him. And the next verse says, and the king of Sodom went out to meet him after his return from the slaughter of Shidoloma or Shidolaoma. It's a place. <laughs> and of the kings that were with him at the valley of Shaveh, which is the king's dale. And Melchizedek, king of Salem, brought forth bread and wine, and he was the priest of the Most High God. And he blessed him and said, Blessed be Abraham of the Most High God. You are moving a little. Today you are guiding into speed. It is good. Keep up the pace. And he blessed him and said, Blessed be Abraham of the Most High God, possessor of heaven and earth. And blessed be the Most High God, which hath delivered thine enemies into thy hand. And he gave him what? Of all. Of all. So he acknowledged that this is what God had given. It's not Abraham's strength. If you read from the beginning, it says Abraham gathered trained servants and armed them and went with them. So it may look as if it's your strength. Look at the priest. He says, And blessed be the most high God, which hath delivered thine enemies into thy hand. And he gave him tithes of all. So this was before Moses. This was pre-Moses. He gave him tithes of all. Hallelujah. He gave him tithes of all. So when we talk about a tithe, it's not... Now that we are talking about the law, and so the tithe does not apply to us. The law reiterated the, the tithe. Do you understand? So the tithe was there. Abraham paid tithe to God. They honored tithe at that time also. Genesis chapter 28 and verse 18. Genesis chapter 28 and verse 18. Genesis chapter 28 and verse 18. He says, And Jacob rose up early in the morning and took the stone that he had put for his pillow and set it up for a pillar and poured oil upon the top of it. 
And he called the name of that place Bethel. But the name of that city was called Luz at the first. And Jacob vowed a vow, saying, If God will be with me and will keep me in this way that I go, and will give me bread to eat and raiment to put on, raiment is what? Clothes. So it says, so that I come again to my father's house in peace, then shall the Lord be my God. And this stone which I have set for a pillar shall be God's house. And of all that thou shalt give me, I will surely give the tenth unto thee. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. This is Jacob. And he's vowing, he's making a vow to the Lord. And he says, and Jacob vowed, saying, if God will be with me and keep me in this way that I go and will give me bread to eat and raiment to put on so that I come again to my father's house in peace, then shall the Lord be my God. And this stone which I have set for a pillar shall be God's house. And of all that thou shalt give me, I will surely give the tenth unto thee. I will surely give the tenth unto thee. So he was saying, if God would be with him, if God is with him, and God will give him three things. If God will give him food to eat. Do you have food to eat? Has God given you food to eat? And God will give him clothes to put on. Do you have clothes to put on? He says, if you will keep me in this way that I go and give me bread to eat and raiment to put on so that I come again to my father's house in peace. That means God to give him protection. Has God protected you? Have you gone and come back in peace? Hey, God has given you food. God has given you raiment. God has given you protection. When God gave food and protection and raiment to someone, he made a vow that if you will give me these things, you will be with me. Because when God is with you, he can guarantee that he will always give him food. He can guarantee that he will always give him raiment. And he can guarantee that he will always be safe. And if God will give him all this, then he's making a vow that I will build you a house. He said, this stone that I'm laying here shall be the house of God. I will be involved in building your house. I will lay a stone for your house. Hallelujah. And then he says, I am making a vow that everything that I have, I'll give you a tenth of it. Amen. 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 God has given you all these three things. Yet you can't, you can't give him a tenth of it. Amen. Amen. You can't give him a tenth of your increase. Hallelujah. God has given you all these three things, but you are saying, but I need a car. So the tenth that belongs to God, now you are putting it in for a car. God has given you all these three things, but you say, I need a new pair of shoes. I need a green dress. I have yellow, I have pink, I have red, I have purple, I have orange, but I need a green one. Amen. And God's tithe is going into a green dress. What belongs to God? 
but Jacob said, if you will give me food, clothing, and protection, I will give you a tenth of my increase. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, the first of everything is very special and your first fruit also, God treats it as very special. You see, even to us, the first of everything is very special. Your first child is very special to you. When you have your first child, you do everything. You can paint a room. You can change the whole curtains in a room because it's your first child. Do you understand? You buy everything baby. Everything that is called baby thing, you buy it. Even the thing that you put, diaper that you can just put in a garbage, you want to dispose of it in a very special way because this child, his diaper mess is very special. Amen. Isn't that so? Yes. I remember my first child. Ace. <laughs> she bends and then we take a picture. She does this and we take a picture. She does this and we take in a picture. Everywhere she's going, you take in a picture. Photograph her. Record, video recording. Doing this. I bought something. They call it camp coder. Do you know what is a camp coder? Big one like this. With a big battery. <laughs> and I was just following her like this. I am timing the day that she will crawl. I am timing it. Because that's your first child. The day that she will stand, I'm waiting for that day. I want to catch that moment. I want to be there. And the first step, the first tooth, you are sighted. Tooth, one tooth that just showed up. You are sighted. You are sighted. Hey. Amen. The first word that will come, whether you understand it or not, whether it's a noise, he's crying, whatever it is, you make up something, and this is the first word. You actually even want to record it. This is the first word. Amen. So, you see, your first child is very special to you. Very special. And you see, we are created in the image of God. Do you understand? Your first apartment was not easy. You, you never had an apartment for yourself. <laughs> Your first apartment, even the, the, the sofa will not fit there, but you want to put the sofa. The place is so small. But you want the sofa there. I mean, we can't even move. You have put everything in the apartment. Because it's your first apartment. You have small rack. Rack cannot fit there, but you have rack that you put in your apartment. You want everything in your apartment. It causes you, or your first house. Do you understand? So if, if you are a first child, you see that you get certain type of treatment. You know, you everything. And then when the second child comes, oh, we have seen this before. <laughs> we have seen this before. And then if you are the third one, oh, you will wear second-hand clothes. <laughs> You'll be wearing second-hand clothes. 
He said, Daddy, my shoes are hurt. Well, what about your brother? Go and check your brother's closet and see. So I said, so none of your brother's shoes can fit you? And he said, so your brother was never your age. Go and look in your brother's shoes and find something to wear. If you are not even if you are not careful, you'll be wearing some girls' clothes. <laughs> you'll be wearing girls' undershirts. They will put a t-shirt that has flowers here. <laughs> no one will see. He said, Daddy, but that is a girl. I said, No one will see. Just take it, put your shirt on it, close your buttons, <laughs> and go. <laughs> no one will see. Underwear, they will put a girl's underwear on you if you are not careful. <laughs> Because we have seen this before. <laughs> but the first one is very special. I remember when we had the first car. And even it was a used car. <laughs> it was a used car. Hey, we would take this car to a washer. <laughs> Wash the car inside out. And then put something on the wheels. And then you go and stand somewhere and then you are looking at your car. Put all kinds of things inside for nice smell. <laughs> and then I remember we bought something to put over the cushion that we are sitting on it. And then you cover that thing that they have made for you to sit on, but we cover it with something else. Because it's your first car. Hey! Not easy. <laughs> not easy. Even you can take a whole Saturday on your own. Saturday. Just go and wash your car and polish your car and then you stand somewhere and then you are just <laughs> checking your car out <laughs> do you understand because your first car special treatment so that thing is in us that is how we treat our th- and then subsequent cars oh <laughs> it's a car it's a car it will take us there it's a car it will take us there amen so we treat first things also specially. Amen. Amen. And that is how God sees the things that he gives us. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Revelation chapter 21. Revelation chapter 21. And verse 10. Revelation chapter 21 and verse 10. He says, And he carried me away the spirit to a great and a high mountain and showed me that great city the holy Jerusalem descending out of heaven from God having the glory of God and her light was like unto a stone most precious even like a jasper stone clear as crystal so we're describing the new Jerusalem do you see we're describing heaven and it had a wall, great and high, and had 12 gates. And at the gates, 12 angels, and names written thereon, which are the names of the 12 tribes of the children of Israel. Hallelujah. On the east, three gates. On the north, three gates. On the south, three gates. On the west, three gates. To make 12 gates. Hallelujah. So, you see, when you look at this, you see the names of, if we take someone, for instance, like Billy Graham, right? Billy Graham 
won so many souls. Billy Graham won many, many, many souls. He organized many, many evangelisms in big stadium. He organized evangelism, many souls were won. I mean, if you compare Billy Graham to, for instance, Bartholomew. You know Bartholomew? Who is Bartholomew? Bartholomew is one of the disciples. So if you compare Billy Graham to Bartholomew, who won many more souls? Who won? Billy Graham must have won many more souls. We didn't even know about what soul Bartholomew won. Or even evangelism that he organized. If he did. He named only his name that we know about. But his name will be on the foundation. His, Billy Graham's name will not be on the foundation. Why? Because the first fruits, these were Jesus' first fruits in his ministry. Do you understand? So these were his first fruits and their names will be on the foundations in the heavens. These are the first fruits. Now if you know how it is to start a church, you realize that the, the people that join the church in its early stage, when the church doesn't even look like a church, do you understand? When the church looks like a fellowship, when the pastor has no semblance of a pastor, but he's calling himself a pastor, and people who stay with him faithfully, committed people, they become very special to the pastor. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? They become very dear. Very, people who have been in the church from its onset, its beginning, and continue on, and still, they are very special. So you cannot argue why these names are there and Renard Bongi's name is not there or Billy Graham's name is not there. Do you understand? You can argue, you see that certain people become very special and God also, the first fruits, the first fruits of his ministry, they are very special. They are very special. Amen. You know, I remember when the church started here in North America, Lighthouse, you know, Lady Pastor Lily, the late Lady Pastor Lily, was one of the founding members in this country. One of the founding members when the church was in an apartment. Do you understand? The church was in an apartment and he and a, he, he, she and her husband were one of the first members of the church. You see, when a church is big and large, it is very easy for people to join. It becomes attractive. If you come on our stage, it's ascending and descending, and then our choruses, after they finish singing, the stage goes down, and then you can't see them anymore, and the whole place is flat. You know, the stage goes down, and then they walk out, and then the stage comes up again, and it's flat. And by the time you realize that they are sitting here, you say, wow. <laughs> you see, and then you say, this is my church. Even the first days, this is my church. Before anything, before we, you see how nice we are, how the preaching is, how our, this is my, you make a decision. It's easy. It's easy to join a church like that. But when a church is starting, when a church is in its early stage, in its beginning stage, it is not that easy to join a church. Do you understand? One of our greatest pastors, 
one of our bishops now in Kenya, he, when he was in England and the church started, he told the pastor, he says, oh, he came and said, ah, this is a church, grow small, grow small, and then I will come. Grow small and I will come. Do you understand? He said, grow small and I will come. But today he's a mighty bishop, the mighty church. Do you understand? So a church in a stage like that can drive people away. People who potentially are great men of God, great women of God. It, it can turn you off. Do you understand? So Jesus, with these people also, they are very precious to him. And so Lady Pastor Lily, the way you know, she and her husband lay down their lives for the church and were there and saw, I mean, when a church is like that, you can't see a church. But they saw a church and they were part of it. And they saw a pastor, a man who called himself pastor. And they were with him listening to this dress up on Sunday and they said they are going to church and in somebody's apartment. So when she died, may her soul rest in peace. When she died, Bishop, he, he left everything that he was doing and he came. He came. Right here in North America, in Connecticut. He came and he himself officiated her funeral. Bishop himself. This is how a person becomes to you the first fruits. Do you understand? This is how a person becomes to you. That is why someone like um, Reverend Osei, Bishop does not play with him at all. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? So you can also expect to be treated the same way. Ah, but when this one died, the bishop left everything and he came. Ah, but when I have this, but this is, and it's not happening. Do you understand? And then we are talking. You see, oh, but when it was this person, this, you did this. But when it's first fruits are very special. And God also treats first fruits very special. Amen. So when you are working with God, you have to understand the principle of Apache and honor it and respect it and admire it. Amen. So the first fruit is always very, very precious to God. First fruit is always special to God. God will always reserve the first of everything for himself. Hallelujah. So I want us to look at some few scriptures and then we can close. Jeremiah chapter 2. Jeremiah chapter 2 and verse 3. Jeremiah chapter 2 and verse 3. It says, Israel was holiness unto the Lord and the first fruits of his increase. Hallelujah. So Israel was holiness unto the Lord. That means it was a nation set apart, sanctified unto the Lord. And the first fruits of his increase, also holiness unto the Lord. All that devour him shall offend. Evil shall come upon them, saith the Lord. This is a very wild scripture that... Christians have to understand and respect and honor. 
It says, Israel was holiness unto the Lord. And all that devour him shall offend. And evil shall come upon them, saith the Lord. You see, so perhaps this is the reason why America always supports Israel. Because, you see, America, it was, it's a nation that was founded on the basis of the Bible. Do you understand? And, and respect this, that Israel, Israel is holiness unto the Lord. And anyone that devour him shall offend. God sees it as an offense. So America supports Israel. And America is a prosperous nation. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? It supports Israel and it's prosperous. Hallelujah. So sometimes, you know, Israel is not always right. Even when it comes to international matters. Isn't that so? But you'll find that America is always behind them. And supporting them. Because when someone says something is special, something is holy to me, you have to respect it. You have to honor it. Hallelujah. And we have to understand this. Israel may not always be right. They may not always be right, but God says they are special people to me. This is the first fruits of the nations. Why did God choose Israel? God chose Israel. He says, I will choose whom I will choose. I will show mercy upon whom I will show mercy. It is God. He can do whatever he wants. It is a nation that he has chosen. So I, I support Israel. <laughs> I support Israel. Are you with me? If you, want, if you want to find God's favor, honor what he says is holiness unto him. And any nation that rises up against Israel, the Bible says that they shall devour, they shall, they shall be offended. And evil shall come upon them. If you devour that nation, evil shall come upon you. Because God sees it as an offense. Hallelujah. So if it is special to God, let us honor. And don't look at the, the things that they are doing and then be against it. As far as God says they are special to me, just respect that. That they are special people. Perhaps they are special, that's why they are doing this. Perhaps they are special, that's why they get away. You see, when God says something is special to him, and you may know certain things about the person, about the thing, but don't judge, don't comment, don't say anything. It does not change how God sees the thing. Because what you know, God knows. When God says, David is special to me, you have to honor it. You have to honor the man. You cannot rise up and say, oh, this king who, you know, he slept with someone's wife and then he arranged for that person to be killed. How can we say that this is, you see, evil, he says, you offend. When you devour, you offend and evil shall come upon you. So the whole thing about David that you know, God knows it. And God knew it, that he will become this. The Bible says that he knows the end from the beginning. And he said that this is a man after God's own heart. And he calls him my anointed. You can't touch my anointed. And so you can't touch him. You have to honor him. You have to accept him. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? And if you rise against him, evil shall come upon you. All the people who rose up against David, evil came upon them. They were destroyed. Are you with me? 
So when God sets something aside, when God set a person aside, for instance, pastors, those of you who murmur and say all things about pastors, you have to be very careful. You have to be very careful. Even though you know a pastor is doing something, don't comment. Don't comment. Do you understand? If you cannot, if you cannot receive from him, you cannot stand to receive from him, then remove yourself. If you see a pastor on TV and he's preaching, you know, and he's dressed in a certain way or he's, you know he has been involved in sub- certain things, don't comment. Change the channel. Or turn off the TV. You are safe like that. Do you understand? Because God knows that it's an earthen vessel. God knows that it's an earthen vessel. And he needs people. You see, God wants to save mankind. God wants to save men. God cannot send angels to save man. Do you understand? God cannot use angels. Bishop was sharing, and he was talking about Cornelius. And he said, you know, Cornelius was a godly man, a man that feared God. And he gave arms. And his arms came before the heavens as a memorial, as a monument. And it triggered God, it triggered the heavens to, for God to send angel, an angel of God to Cornelius. Cornelius was not saved. Isn't that so? Cornelius was not saved. But when the angel came, the, the gospel message could not be delivered by the angel. Do you understand? He, the angel of God could not deliver the gospel message. And God wants Cornelius to be saved. In fact, when Cornelius saw the angel, the Bible said that he was afraid. And you ask, what is it? It's like, what do you want? You want to see an angel. If an angel comes to your house right now, you run away. You say, what is it? You say, what is it, Lord? He said, what do you want? Hey, what have I done? You see, and instead of the angel delivering the gospel message, the angel gave him instructions to send for a man, for a man to come and minister to him. And the man that was coming was a man who was hungry, waiting for some food to be prepared so that he can have some to eat. You see, an angel of, an angel of God has visited you and the person that is supposed to come, ah, you are the pastor. <laughs> you, you don't even have your own house. You are living with someone and you are hungry. You are waiting that they will make some food and then you will eat some. You see, so you will not have certain, you know, respect for, but that is what God is using. He says, he's just a vessel and he will put a treasure in that vessel. So be careful when you begin to talk about pastors, when you begin to talk about men of God, they are, look, they are vessels. They, they have, he says that Elias also, he had the same feelings like you. Do you understand? Same feeling. When Elias also saw women, he had the same feelings. When he smelled food, he had the same feelings. Do you understand? When he's fasting and he saw food, he had the same feelings. But he prayed that it shall not rain. 
In the span of how long? And it didn't rain. The same person just like you. Do you understand? So God sets special people aside and he just uses them. So you be careful about your comments. Amen. So no matter what you know, God knows who he has chosen. Amen. God knows who he has chosen. So when someone comes to you and is saying all kinds of things, just say, hey, hey, hey. You say, like David, he says, I do not exercise myself in matters that are too high for me. Just say that these matters are too high for me. Amen. Exodus chapter 13. Exodus chapter 13. He says, and the Lord, verse 1, and the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, sanctify unto me all the firstborn, whatsoever openeth the womb among the children of Israel, both of man and of beast. It is mine. Amen. It is mine. So this is the first fruit of man and beast. It is the Lord's. Amen. It is the Lord's. See, God sets first things for himself. First fruits, always for himself. First that opens the womb, God wants to set it, him or her, for himself. Amen. And uh, of, even of the beast. Hallelujah. Leviticus chapter 23. Let's read these few scriptures and then we can close. Leviticus chapter 23 and verse 10. Leviticus 23 and verse 10. He says, Speak unto the children of Israel and say unto them, When ye be come into the land which I give unto you, and shall reap the harvest thereof, then ye shall bring a sheath of the first fruits of your harvest unto the priest. The first fruits of your harvest unto the priest. Now, these are principles that we have to honor. Do you understand? These are principles that you have to honor. It's the first fruits of your harvest unto the priest. He says, when, he says, when ye become unto the land which I give unto you. It's the Lord who has given it unto you. And you shall reap the harvest thereof of that land which the Lord has given you. Then you shall bring a shift of the first fruits of your harvest unto the Lord, unto the priest. You see, it is the first fruits. God is interested in your first fruits. Deuteronomy chapter 26. Deuteronomy chapter 26. And verse 8. Deuteronomy chapter 26 and verse 8. It says, And the Lord brought us forth out of Egypt with a mighty hand and with an outstretched arm and with great terribleness and with signs and with wonders. And he had brought us into this place and had given us this land, even a land that floweth with milk and honey. Verse 10. And now, behold, I have brought the first fruits of the land which thou, O Lord, hast given me, and thou shalt set it before the Lord thy God and worship before the Lord thy God. Hallelujah. So you see now the first fruit, God is teaching them how to worship him, how to serve him, 
as he has brought them out of the land of Egypt, he's teaching them how to serve him. He says, and now, behold, I have brought the first fruits of, this is God's instruction to them to teach the people of Israel how to worship him. He said, then you will say, now, behold, I have brought the first fruits of the land, which thou, O Lord, it is the Lord which giveth, which thou, O Lord, has given me, and thou shalt set it before the Lord thy God, and worship him before the Lord thy God. So he's teaching them how to worship. And verse 11, he says, And thou shalt rejoice in every good thing which the Lord thy God had given unto thee. You shall rejoice in it. Amen. 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 Which the Lord thy God had given unto thee. And the Levite, that is the priest, and the stranger that is among you. You should consider also the stranger that is among you. Amen. So you see, you have to give the tenth and then the rest you can enjoy. You can enjoy. But God is interested in the first fruit. Say first fruit. First fruit. Amen. First fruit. So the first fruits, they are very important to the Lord. They are very important to the Lord. And it is not your rent first. When you have your paycheck, understand that there is something in it that is holiness. Understand that. If you want to see the blessings of God upon your life, understand the principle of Apache. That God really look forward to the first fruits. Amen. Amen. Look forward to the first fruit. It is not your rent first. It is not your bills first. Amen. And it's not every now and then first. Every now and then God first. It is your first fruit. Amen. Honor it. Respect it. And see the hand of God. See the hand of God. You see, there are people who do... I heard somebody say that, oh, me, my tithe is all the things that I do in the house of God. I... I play the bass, I play the drums, I clean the church. You know, if you add all these things, even the time alone is more than my tithe. So that's my tithe. You see, that is not the understanding. That is not, you don't understand the principle of Apache. Amen. There are some people also who give offerings. They give large offerings every now and then. They give large offerings and they come and they put in large offerings and they don't pay tithe. Do you understand? You don't understand the principle of Apache. You can do so many things. You see, the Bible says that it is better to obey than to sacrifice. Are you with me? You come to church Sunday, Tuesday, Friday meetings. We are on the line praying with us. You do everything. You are doing so many things. And then you feel like you are doing a lot. And you don't pay your tithe. You say that you offend. You offend. Do you understand? God sees it. God sees it as very special. The tithe is very special. It's holiness. And so don't put holy things into your shoes. Do you understand? Don't put holiness into your rent. It is the Lord's. You say it is mine. There's it's holiness. Don't put holiness into your Tuition. Amen. No wonder you are failing. 
Have you not realized the same course you have taken it three times? Because you are taking holiness, attach holiness into it. Amen. So you see, it is not even a matter of, oh, I will pay later. Look at the scripture again in Proverbs chapter 3. You see, you, you, you see, we want the blessings of God, but we have to understand the spiritual principles that God has laid. You see, he says, honor the Lord with thy substance and with the first fruits of all thine increase. The first fruits of all thine increase. The Apache of all thine increase. Or the Rashid of all thine increase. He says that it is an honor to the Lord. The first fruit is an honor to the Lord. Not the tenth at the second fruit. Not the tenth at next week when I... I'll make it up. Do you understand? The honor, the honor, let me tell you something. God does not need your money. I hope you understand that. God does not need your money. Amen. God does not need your money. But God wants the honor. God wants the honor. You know, you see, you cannot buy honor with money. You cannot buy honor with money. You know, sometimes you find certain millionaires, rich people, and they are standing in for presidential elections. You see, you can't buy that with money. It's an honor, and you can't buy that with money. So you would think that, oh, you are, too, you are so rich, why are you going in for this? They want the honor. But you can't buy it with money. God wants the honor. It's not the money per se that God is interested in. It's not the amount per se. I mean, what is a tenth? You realize that it's the enemy that has magnified a tenth as so much. And is depriving you of the blessings of God. Anything that pertains to the church and God, it is magnified beyond measure. Do you understand? In the church... Five dollars is a lot of money. I'm telling you. Five dollars in a church is a lot of money, but step out of this church and somebody asks you for five dollars. It's very easy to give. Are you with me? In the church, ten minutes is a lot of time. A lot of time. In a church, one hour prayer is a lot of time. Do you understand? But outside of the church, one hour can just pass like this. So it is your respect for what God has set aside as holiness. It is your respect for it. It's your respect for what God calls holy. As I was sharing with you, I said Israel may not always be right when it comes to policies. May not always be right. I mean, some people are coming, throwing stones at them, and they also go and bump them. Do you understand? They just bump them. I mean, you, you even choose to sympathize with these people. Do you understand? But God says, these are my people. I have set them aside. It's Israel is holiness unto the Lord. And the first fruit thereof. 
And anyone that devour shall offend. So we are offending God by our tithe, by the first fruits of our increase. And we, 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 you should set it aside. I think one of the best things to do is always have automatic deduction for your tithe. It is safe. As soon as your paycheck is coming, they have they're taking a goddess here. Lord, please, I don't want any issues with you. Do you understand? Let us respect this principle. It's the principle of Apache, the principle of the Rashid. That God honors, God, God treats with honor the first fruits. It is not your money, it's not the amount, but your honor for it and the timing of it, that it is the first fruits. It is your first fruit. So when you get that paycheck, I mean, I don't know if in this day and age there's anyone who goes to the check cashing place, and then you cash all your money. They give you a check, and then you say, here, give me the money, and then you take the money. And if that is your case, then as soon as you take it, then you take God's money aside. But I don't think anyone does that. Or you still... Are you with me? So if that is not the case, then have your money be taken directly so that it is... You don't even have to think about it. And then you realize that what you always see is now what is your budget? What is, what, it is yours. But it says the 10th, it is mine. And as we are talking about our finances, God is saying that the 10th is precious to him. And anyone that honors him would stand. Anyone that honors him would stand. He said, prove me herewith. He says, if you can, you can treat this with honor, prove me here with. If I will not open the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing that you, even your life, your bank account, you, you, you will not have room enough to contain it. But we don't treat this with honor. We don't treat this with honor. And the people who really honor this, when Abraham came, right away, the first fruits, the tenth, Jacob made a vow. Says, if you will give me food to eat and clothes to put on, and if you give me protection, you will keep me in this way that I go and bring me back to my father's house in peace. God has given you food, God has given you clothing. You sat on the train, you went and you came back. You drove, you went and you came back. And he says, Give me the first fruits, and the rest is yours. But you see, then the enemy magnifies the tenth so big. So no wonder God cannot promote you. Because now you have $500 and how much is your tithe? It's a lot for you. Now when you have $1,000, 100 will be a lot. Do you understand? And then when you have $10,000, how much do you have to pay for tithe? Then you begin to count, hey, my tithe every week or every month for one year. Hey, Lord, it's a lot. Do you understand? You can buy a land and build a, a small cottage for yourself and buy cement blocks. Do you understand? And then you start doing all these calculations. But you are not counting all the other things that the Lord has added to your life, that if they were removed from your life, are you with me? So let us honor this principle. 
the principle of the Apache and let's see the hand of God move in our lives. Let's see the blessings of God come upon our life. Hallelujah. Put your hands together for the Lord and please stand to your feet. Let us bring the service to a close. Oh Lord, we are thankful. We are grateful. You know what? Let us pray. Let us pray and ask God to forgive us. He says, anyone that devours, anyone that disobeys this, you offend and evil shall come upon you. Let us pray and ask God that we have offended. Lord, we have offended you. Forgive us. Forgive us. Deliver us from evil. Deliver us from evil. Father, if we have withheld anything that belongs to you, Lord, forgive us. Forgive us. Forgive us. If we have withheld, we have kept that which is holy. We have kept holy things in our pockets. We have kept holy things in our bank accounts. Lord, we ask for forgiveness. We ask you for forgiveness in the name of Jesus. Forgive us, Lord. Forgive us. And give us, Lord, this wisdom. Give us that ability, the ease with which we can part with that which belongs to you. Let not our hearts go after which belongs to you. Let not our minds go after which belongs to you. Deliver us from greediness. Deliver us from this greed that comes in us. That seems to magnify our tithes. Deliver us from the evil. Cancel the evil in the name of Jesus. And Lord, we ask, give us a heart and a mind to understand the principle of the Apache. To honor the principle of the Apache. To respect the principle of the Apache. In the name of Jesus. We will give to you what brings you honor. And Lord, let our tithe honor you. In the name of Jesus. We give you glory. We give you honor. In the name of Jesus. Not that which is holy. May we honor that which is the first fruit. May we honor that which belongs to you. We give you glory. We give you honor. And Lord, set us free from every evil that we have brought upon ourselves because we have devoured that which is holy. We thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. With all eyes closed and every head bowed, I want to give you an opportunity. If you are here, you are listening. Online, you are listening to us. And you want to give your life to Jesus. You are here with us. You want to give your life to Jesus. With all eyes closed and every head bow, I want to give you that opportunity. Lift up your right hand. And I will say a short prayer with you. If there's anyone here like that, you want to give your life to Jesus. You want to receive Jesus as your Savior. Is there anyone here like that? Oh, Jesus. We are grateful. We are thankful for your gifts of salvation. We thank you, Lord, that you have chosen us and you have made us a part of this wonderful, glorious kingdom. We give you glory. We give you honor. In Jesus' name, amen. We believe you've been blessed by this timely and powerful message. We invite you to join us on Sunday afternoons for our Duel of Heaven service and Tuesday evenings for our Word Power service. For more messages by Reverend Brent Nkrumah, please subscribe to the QFC Bronx North Podcast or contact us at 929-247-0738. Stay blessed.